crazy people that believe the word of God. The only thing that God needs, listen, maybe, maybe I have to try this microphone. This one sounds a little bit harsh. Let's, let's go with this. All right, let's try that. Yeah, there we go. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now even, even hell is awake. Let me say this one more time. Faith is right now. You, you, you need a, a right now miracle in your life. So if, if I'm speaking to the right people, I want you to understand this, that God wants to answer his people with fire. God wants to answer his people like never before. All right, so before I'm going to get started, I want you just to say this. I want you to understand this. What the, the, the scripture says in the book of Timothy. This is not my sermon. I just have to throw this in free of charge. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. All scripture. Not scriptures that, that goes with your lifestyle. Okay, I want every eye on me. If I want to tell you, if there's any Bible that you can get to read, it's the King James Version. Or the New King James Version. The difference between the King James and the New King James is the following. The King James speaks about the thee, the thous, the arts, and the, it's a little bit difficult to read. The New King James Version just removes the, the these and the thous and makes it just easier to read. Why do I say this? Think about this. The King James Version is one of the oldest Bibles in the world. It's one of the Bibles that has been translated directly from the original Hebrew and Greek Bibles. So, you know, there's a lot of people that will say, oh, the King James Version has stuff in that's not supposed to be there. It's just because it does not fit the lifestyles. There's, if you want to understand a good, good Bible, get a King James Version or a New King James Version. As I read out of the New King James Version, you will always find that if you put the King James Version and you put other translations, 11, 12, 13, 14 other translations, you will find certain verses even removed from the Bible. So the one, the closest, and it's, trust me, it's one of the closest to the original Hebrew Bible is the King James and the New King James Version. Is everybody here with me? So the whole scripture, the whole Bible, this whole Bible that I keep here in my hands right now, I have to pick it up, but you understand what the Bible looks like. All right, this whole word is inspired by God. And it's, the, it's a literal interpretation of God's word. It's not, it's not something that he, he, he just puts into a story. It's a literal thing. In other words, if the Bible says that the sky is red, you can take it literal, that the sky is red. If there's anything I read in the Bible that I don't agree upon, all right, or agree with, then it means I'm wrong. Let me try you this side. If I read anything in the Bible that I don't agree with, it means I am wrong. Not the word of God. It is the inspired word of God. Come on, let me just say to you, everything will fall, but not the word of God. It will stand, come on, up to eternity. And the word of God is the highest authority. I, somebody said man is God's highest authority. No, the word of God is, is God's highest authority. And his word will never change. Come on, shout his word. Will never change. One more time. Will never change. So we're going to preach out of the Word of God today, and you're going to be touched in a powerful, 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 powerful way. So I want you to hear me right now. This month of October is the month of answered prayers. Who believes that? Who believes that there's a miracle with your name on it? Come on, who believes that God wants to take your, your, your test and turn it into a testimony? Who believes that? Come on, who believes that God can take everything that you've lost and turn it around for your good? Who believes that? Come on, who believes that all things work together? So I was, I was studying this and this is what the Lord gave me. And I, I want to give this to somebody who wants to take this. You know, think about this. That Joseph was almost killed for a tunic he didn't ask to have. <laughs> David was almost killed for a throne he didn't ask to have. You see, people will start to hate you when God gives you something that he wants you to have. Oh, I'm going to tell you this. You see, you'll get haters when God starts to give you stuff that he wants you to have. But you have to remember, David needed one stone to silence Goliath. Come on, Hannah needed one child to silence Penina. Samson needed one jawbone of a donkey to silence a thousand of his enemies. The centurion man needed one word from God. Come on, to heal the sick servant at home. I pray today that you will have one miracle that will silence every adversity in the name of Jesus. 
And I pray in the name of Jesus that God's presence today will serve an evicted eviction notice on every form. Every spirit that keeps you in bondage shall fall today in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, who believe that? We need just we need just one testimony that can change everything. Now, last night as as I started reading some of the scriptures, the Lord started speaking to me. One of the most powerful things that we as a body of Christ has received is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to open your Bibles and read this with me, the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. This is in the words of Jesus. This is just before Jesus was taken away. The Bible says the following, But you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Just keep it on the screen. But you shall receive power. Please look at me quickly. Have you noticed Jesus did not say, but you shall receive tongues when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? Let me, let me say that one more time. Look at me. The scripture says in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, he didn't say you will receive tongues. Not in this scripture. He says, so why do you receive that kind of power? The power that God gives is not so that we can brag on how God is using us. It is not to boast in ourselves. The power makes you an effective witness. In other words, what makes us different than the Muslims? What makes us different than this world? The power of God. Because no Muslim man can say, I cast you out in the name of Muhammad. Come on, no man can say that. But we can say in the name of Jesus Christ, come out. Because Jesus says you shall receive power. What power? Dunamis power. That dunamis power means that I'm a power source by myself. Now what you don't understand is, look, at, look around you quickly. There's more than a handful of Christians it means that everybody who is filled of the Spirit of God, of power, is a powerhouse. It's a power source. Imagine that when we start to pray together. I want to say something bold this morning. If people of God, don't, if we pray together and the heavens do not shift, something is wrong. Let me say that one more time. When Christians comes together and starts to pray, the heavens must hear. It must open. The atmospheres must shift. This is why we come together under a corporate anointing because together, you, you worried about the weapons of mass destruction that the world has? If the church world can just wake up and understand the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, we will be different. So Jesus said that you will become true witnesses. You know, I, I promise you this, it doesn't matter where I go over the world. If I preach just the message and I go home and nothing happened, I'm not a good witness. Did you get this? I'm not a good witness. The power that comes with me, that shows me that I'm a witness of the gospel that we preach. Because please look at me. This gospel carries power. I want to say something bold that everybody, everybody must hear me. If you have not received a miracle physically in your body, God is not at fault. If you study the scriptures, you'll always find them. When Jesus healed him, he said, go and sin no more. He also would have said, go, your faith has made you whole. He didn't say my faith. People say, well, what about the boy that was dead when Jesus raised him? Who had faith? The boy didn't need faith. I understand situations where a person has, is dead, but you're not dead. So what is your excuse for not having faith in a living God? You see, the problem is a lot of Christians, and I've seen this everywhere. A lot of Christians are baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I want to just say this. I understand the evidence of being baptized. Many people ask me the question, Vessel, what is the evidence that I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, there's two according to the word. Number one, is the, it's the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Number two, power. If you don't have power... This, you have missed something. Who remembers what John says? He says, there's one who comes after me. Whose shoe, shoelace, I'm not even worthy. I'm not even worthy of, 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 of wearing his sandals, by the way. He will come and he will baptize us with what? Holy Spirit and... Or one translation says, Holy Spirit and fire. 
I've seen a lot of Christians, and this is what the Bible says. He says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled. The word filled means be continuously. You can't be filled a year ago with the Holy Spirit and think that you're still in a relationship with the Lord. It's impossible. This is why he says be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. It means there must be a daily, a daily separation. We are just filled with the Holy Spirit and with His power. By the way, Paul says, when I came to preach the gospel, I didn't come with great words of human wisdom. He said, but I came with the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Why power? So that your faith should not be in man, but in the power of God. So I'm going to teach you a, a, a little bit about having your prayers answered like this. Is that fine? Okay, so we're going we're gonna to go. So first, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I think about this all the time. In the Old Testament time, you will find many, many servants of God had the, the power of God upon them. Those who God has used. But they did not have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, in other words, in the Old Testament, they had a law to abide with. The law kept them in check. Today we have the Holy Spirit. This is why I want to say to you, if there's no conviction... There's no repentance. You might sit here and say, well, I feel convicted. Good. I've done my job. Because without conviction, there's no repentance. When you have been convicted by the Holy Spirit, and by the way, it's not man that convicts you, it's the Spirit of God that convicts you. And let me just say this to you. It's not man that judges you, it's sin that judges you. Sin is a judgment by itself. Okay, I'm going to speak to you this way. I've heard a lot of people say, you can't judge me. Well, Paul says you have to judge righteously. So when, when, you, when you receive a word of, of judgment as you feel, it's not because the person has judged you. Sin is a judgment by itself. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. So you shall receive power. Take note, Jesus didn't say you will receive tongues when the Spirit of God comes upon you. He says you shall receive power when the Spirit of God comes upon you. Power, power. And when this kind of power come upon you, you don't have to wait until Sunday for the preacher to pray for me. Come on, you stir up those gifts at your home. When you go through a situation, you understand that I can tap into that power all by myself. Why? Because I'm a power source. You shall receive power to become witnesses. And he says in Jerusalem. Why in Jerusalem? Because they were in Jerusalem. But then Jesus said, now the man that I'm going to give you is not just for the local, it's not just for South Africa. Let me throw you this side. It will be, you will be a witness to the whole world. Why? So when Vessel Dubrain steps his foot in China, they must say, this is a true witness. Come on, of the power of God. When they see me walking in America, they must say, he's a witness of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. When we see power of God, we know that there is evidence that Jesus Christ is alive. There's so many people dead behind the pulpit. There's thousands dead in their seats. We need a power of God that will come again. Come on and flood. I said to the Lord last night, I said, Lord, I am tired of having services Sunday after Sunday. I'm tired. I want the move of God. Come on, this must be a move. What is a move? It means I don't move you. It means that you're so hungry and thirsty for God. Come on, that when the Spirit's power starts to move, you move. You don't have to ask people to jump up and clap their hands. No, no, you do it spontaneously. You jump up, why? Because you're a power source. Come on, can you feel that power? I said, can you feel that power? So he says, you'll be a witness. So I always say this, that the power that accompanies the preaching is what makes you an effective witness. How can you say Jesus rose from the dead? But your life seems like you serve a dead God. People do. People don't even find their hands today. Near booty, come now. Because we have become a powerless generation. We have become a, a people that is just, you know, if I go to the church and you know, I just go through the motions, then I'm okay. But that's not what God wants us to do. God made a promise, you know. You see, I, I was studying the book of Acts many times in my life. I saw how that church operated with power. Such power. Let's, let, me just, just, let me just throw this in out there. The church was so full of the presence of the Lord that when Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Spirit of God, they dropped dead. 
Just by the way, for all the religious guys, that was under the dispensation of grace. They dropped dead under grace. Don't tell me, oh, I'm under grace. Be careful. You touch that grace in an unworthy manner, bang, there you go. Is somebody listening to me? So the church of, church of Acts saw the power of God. They raised the dead. Come on, they cleansed the lepers. They were casting out demons. They were speaking in tongues. One thing that the church don't do no more. They don't sing in the spirit. While Paul says, we have to sing in the spirit. We're going to get there. While Paul says, we have to pray in the spirit. You know, and a, people, and a lot of people misquote some scriptures regarding praying in tongues. My prayer today in the name of Jesus, that before anybody leaves this place this morning, that every single one will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with power and with fire. This is what we need. We need a church that knows how to pray in the Spirit and confuse the devil. Hallelujah. Because tongues is for today. I said tongues is still for today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Come on, I want you to hear me right now. We trust God for a move this morning. Forget the time. Throw away your watch. Jump on your watch. Tell your wife we don't care about the articles in the event. We'll get Kentucky. My goodness, we just need a move. I said we just need a move of the Spirit of God. My goodness. High five your neighbor and say something is going to happen here. Yeah? I want you to go with me to the book of um, Acts chapter 2 verse 1. Now, before we're going to read that, I want you to look at me. Any person that is fully baptized with the Holy Spirit will not skip out on church. Any person who is fully baptized with the Holy Spirit will not skip out on church. Any person that is so full of the Holy Spirit and you, will, and you ask them to greet people at the door, no problem. It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. Come on, any person, that, and here's a biggie, here's a biggie. Whew. Any person who is fully baptized with the Holy Spirit cannot get offended. It's impossible. Why? Because it's the flesh that gets offended. But when I'm fully baptized with the Holy Spirit, this flesh is not my boss. I come, I tell this flesh where to go, what to do, what to say. Oh, come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. You have to put your flesh in its place and say, it's time that we get fully baptized. Come on, with the Holy Spirit and with power. Please read with me, book of Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all of one accord in one place. Pause there, please. They were not sitting at their homes watching church over Facebook Live. They said as it is. They were not watching YouTube. You know, these people ask me the question, why aren't you live on Sunday morning? So I make you come to church. It's not good for you sitting in your bed. You don't have a shirt on, eating cookies, watching me. Crumbs falling in your chest. Just do this, sir. Get up. Get a t-shirt on. Come on, you don't even have, in this church, you don't even have to wear a whole suit. You come in your court book, just come as you are. But be part. I said, be part of the move of God. That's what we need because we are fully baptized with the Holy Spirit. It means nothing is more important for me than, than going to church. I, I said this before, I'm saying this again. No Muslim ever in his life have I heard a Muslim say on a Friday, I'm not closing my shop because I am the mosque. Just the Christians with a bunch of excuses. Oh, we don't have to go to church. We are the church. Bull twang. You alone can never be the church. A church is a, it's not the building. Look around you. Look around you. I said, look around you. This is the church. This is the church. This is the church. When believers comes together, that's the church. It's not the building and it's not you. The Bible says that you are part of the body. In other words, you're just a finger. You're not the body. You need your friend next to you. Oh, come on. To be the other finger. And your friend next to you to be the other finger. And eventually when you have five friends, it makes a hand. Oh, I'm speaking. You need an arm. Come on, you need legs. What does this mean? You need people. You need to be surrounded with people. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And here's the good news. 
You can come to church just as you are. Because I have a secret. The power of God breaks every bondage, every chain, every brokenness. Come on in the name of Jesus. Now you have my secret why I'm loud and bold and up and down. Why? Because there's a fire. I have been fully baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And the older I get, this is the problem you've got. The older I'm going to get, the more bold, the more loud, the more on fire. Our God is a consuming fire who makes his ministers a flame of fire. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2. We need the fire down there. <laughs> okay, let's, let me read it to you. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. Number one, a sound. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now number one, the Bible says there came a sound from heaven. In other words, there's a sound. Scripture says suddenly there's a wind. A mighty rushing wind. Number three, a fire. The Bible says a fire of tongues sat upon each of them. It was 120, by the way, in that church that day. All right? And the scripture says, number one, there was a sound. Number two, there was a wind. Number three, there was a fire. The problem we have today is we have a people with a sound. <coughs> and their faith is like a wind. But there's no fire. The fire has died away. It doesn't help you just to speak in tongues. I, I know a lot of Bible believers that speaks in tongues but are dead. Dead. Look at them. <laughs> Come on, if, if, if you don't have to clap, just do this and then, okay. But in any case, so the scripture says there was a, there was a sound from heaven. A sound of heaven as a mighty rushing wind and the wind started blowing. A wind started blowing. The scripture says then a fire appeared upon them. And our problem today is this is what most Christians experience. This is only a sound. This is why so many Christians say when they fight a devil, they don't know how. Because it's all sound. There's no power that backs up what they say. This is why quoting scripture is not good enough. Unless you live it, unless it's revealed to you. You know, this is easy to say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper until a weapon is raised against you. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. Come on, every tongue that rises up against me in judgment shall be condemned. But then, then you fall apart when, when people are coming against you. Listen to me, somebody. This is why it's important. It's so important that when you have a sound, that there must be a fire that backs up your belief. There must be, come on, zeal for your father's house must eat you up. When the, when the scriptures are opened and you start to read the word of God, it will become so real to you. I want to say this, the reason why so many Christians are dead today, even though they are baptized and they can speak with, with tongues, is because they negotiate the word of God. They negotiate and pollute their spirits with the filth of this world. This is why there's a, a world busy dying. Christians are the laughing stock. Devils are not running because you show up. Devils are running because of the power of God that you carry. And what power I'm talking about? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Resurrection power. That's what I'm talking about. Not just giving people a word to feel good. A fire does not make anything feel good. A fire gets you uncomfortable. But what happens when the heat is applied? When heat is applied, everything that's not of God will fall away. I have seen people come through these doors so many times. Why? For a feel-good message. But then they get a word of God. It, it pierces through heart and soul and you never see them again. Because they want to know how much will God bless me. And how much will God give me. But they don't want to hear about, come on, separation and consecration and holiness and seeking God. 
Let me just throw this in off the bat quickly so that you, that you know if you're driving to the right church next Sunday. In this church, we preach the truth of Jesus Christ. In this place, it's all about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We will not negotiate with the Word of God. Come on, I say we will not negotiate with the Word of God. When you get here, you will feel the presence of the Lord flowing. I'm speaking to a few people. You say, Vesel, I've got the sound, but I've lost the wind. I've lost the fire. There's not much in me. This is what people don't understand. Tongues, when you pray in tongues, is the most powerful weapon ever. Let me explain something to you. I'm going to read it now, but the Bible says this. Well, people ask me the question, why do I pray in tongues? I don't know what I say. Good. The reason why you don't know what you pray is because you will mingle in. If you know what the Spirit of God prays through you, you'll say, oh, no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is why God says, I'm going to confuse you and I'm going to confuse the devil. I will speak my oracles right. Oh, come on, somebody. Because when you speak in the Spirit, when you pray in the Spirit and sing in the Spirit, listen, you don't know what you say. The Bible says the mind does not comprehend what you say. But it's good because tongues does not come from here. It comes from here. He says from your innermost being, rivers of living water shall flow. Come on, shout hallelujah. I'm going to go through a couple of scriptures and then I'll, I'll teach you on this. Mark chapter 16 verse 17. This is one of my most, I love, I love, I lo absolutely love Mark chapter 16, the last the last verse it says and these signs will follow those who believe just a big stop there have you noticed it doesn't say these signs will follow the apostles it doesn't say these signs will follow the prophets this is what's sickening in south africa we follow man oh okay it's quiet again oh we follow man go deep papa locate me i can locate you you sit at faith city Okay, well, in any case. <laughs> we follow a man. Just tell me my name. Shame, he doesn't know his name. 40 years old, you still don't know your name. In any case. Crazy what's happening in this nation. It's not just in South Africa, by the way. It's all around the world. We put man on the pedestal. Oh, man must do something for me. But they forget is that man is supposed to put that man on the pedestal make him real my job is to direct you to him not to myself i'm not here to tell you how great i am i can just tell you i serve a great god i know to whom i belong come on i know the power of the word of god but the bible says these signs will follow those who believe is there any believers in this place i said is there any believers in this place he says in my name this is in the name of jesus christ not in your prophet, not in your apostle, not in your dominies. In his name, they will cast out demons. I've got bad news for the church world. We should still cast out demons. It's still for today. They will speak with new tongues. I like that one. This is what the scripture says. He says, for all who believe in my name, they will speak with new tongues. So why aren't you speaking with new tongues? Why are we putting a, a, a damper on spraying in tongues. You know why? Because the devil knows when you start to pray in tongues, oh, you are stirring up power on the inside of you because that's what power, that's what tongues does. Tongues stirs up power. Please hear me. Tongues stirs up power from within. And I'm going to teach you on, on, on tongues today. You will understand. Let's go to the next one. Do we have the next one? Okay. For... No, no, no. This, I want to go back to Mark 16. 17, please. That's the wrong one. Let's go back. I'll get it to my Bible. Mark 16, 17. The Bible says they will take up serpents. Now, do you know what that means? It doesn't mean that you have to go and play with snakes. He says, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. They will take up serpents. So, you know, there's a lot of churches today, really, I'm not, I'm not, lying to you they take snakes and in their praise and worship they dance with the snakes it's not what the scripture says 
What it means is like with Paul, when he got onto a, an island and he, he, he was cold and he, he took some wood and out of the wood came a snake and bit him. The Bible says those who believe will do this with snakes. Not those who taste God. Hey, somebody listening to me. So those, you have to understand that those who are speaking with new tongues has power. That not even snakes can, not even snakes can make you fall over. Nothing in this, in this world can take you out because you are so full of Holy Spirit power that you can just shake it off. Amen? And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. In other words, when your wife makes a cup of tea and she poisoned it and you drink it and you don't know about it, God will protect you. Nothing will happen. It doesn't mean you have to go and get a bottle of jig and then taste God. No, it's not what it means. It means if somebody don't like you, this is why you have to tell your enemies. Oh, God sits in heaven and laughs at your enemies. Come on, this is why you have to tell your enemies, I am under the rock. This is why the Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Because the Lord says those who believe in my name, they will drink deadly stuff and nothing will happen. I was sitting in an airplane on my way back from Madagascar. And they told me, a preacher, I sat next to a preacher I didn't even knew. He was also a preacher, and so we started, started speaking, and both of us went to preach in Madagascar, and he told me how many preachers are being poisoned in Madagascar. So they take you out to eat, and then you eat the food, and then phew, they die. They collapse. He asked me that you ate. I said, I'm still kicking, eh? They will, they will drink poisonous stuff, and it will keep you alive because you're a power source. It says the following, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Because when you lay your hands on the sick, there's resurrection power that flows from you into them. What resurrection power? That power that raised Jesus from the dead. So I want you to understand the basis of praying in tongues. The Bible says it's for all believers. It's not for certain believers. Don't believe the lie that they say. Just, it's just for certain people. It's for all who believe. I want to get to that. It's for all who believe. Come on, do I have a bunch of believers this morning? I said, do I have a bunch of believers this morning? So when you lay your hands on the sick, they will recover. <clears throat> now I want you to go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And verse 2, I'm, I'm, I'm building up on the word of the Lord so everybody can understand what tongues is. Then I'll start to teach on it. Are you ready? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Now that, that answers the question, what happens when you pray in tongues? The Bible says when I pray in tongues, you don't understand what I say and I don't understand what you say. We don't speak to men, we speak to God. And what the Bible teaches us is the Holy Spirit that speaks through us. The mysteries of God. Now, a lot of times in your prayer life, you don't have the, you don't have the words to say. Some of you are so, you know, you're so tired. Be honest with yourself. How many of you have come to a place where you're so tired in prayer that you don't even know what to say anymore? Lift your hand. Why? Because when I pray in my own native language, my flesh is involved. But when I start to pray in the spirit, the Bible says my mind is absent. My flesh is absent. So I start to pray the mysteries of God. So the scripture, what, is, what, is, what does it mean? It means that God prays through me. The Holy Spirit prays the perfect will of the Father through my life. So I'm not involved. I can't jump in and say, oh, don't do that. Oh, Lord, maybe next year. No, the Holy Spirit stirs it up through you. Is somebody listening to me? This is why when I pray for you and I start to pray in the spirit, then I need to ask God for inter interpretation because it, it's useless for me to pray over her in tongues. She doesn't know what I'm saying. But what people don't understand, a, a, a tongue and an inter interpretation of a tongue is exactly the same as a prophecy. So when I prophesy over somebody, it's exactly the same as I stand in front of somebody, I pray in the, in the spirit, so that you can hear me and then I give you directly of that interpretation. That, that's a prophecy. But not all tongues need interpretation. Please understand that. You know, we've got the religious clan that always wants to say, Oh, that saved the Lord. Sit down. It's, it's me just praying unto the Lord. It's me fighting wars that I can't fight no more. 
Am I speaking to the right crowd? Yet people, people hate it when people speak in tongues. You know, they, they always make fun of people that speak in tongues. You know, we, we get called a lot of names. I promise you. The roly polies, happy clappies. Yeah, you can call me happy clappy all day long. I would rather be happy clappy than dead and buried. Enjoy ice cold house of the chosen frozen international house of faith. Come on, we will be here at Faith City where the power of God is real. Where we will praise the living God. <clears throat> because when you can't praise God, it means you, you praise yourself. You're your own God. I would rather have a God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Whoa, come on. Don't shout me down. So when you pray in the spirit, you stir up your, your most holy self. This is what the Bible teaches us. All right, are you ready? He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Why is that? Because when I pray in tongues, you don't understand it. I don't understand it. But in the spirit, I am being edified. In other words, here's the key. When you don't know what to do next, you need an answer. You need a miracle. What do you do? You pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, God gives you direction. Because in the realm, let me tell you why. Because when you pray in your own language, Satan knows what you say. Father, I need a breakthrough today. The devil says, okay. Don't think he says, oh, shame, give him his breakthrough. He says, no, 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 no. Let's round up a legion of angels and demons. Come on, let's stop everything that he's praying for. Come on, let's just, let's just bury him. But when you start to pray in the spirit, the devil don't know where to protect, where to cover, where to go. So when you want quick answers, you have to be filled with the Spirit, pray in tongues, and be on fire for the Lord. That got your attention. Verse 14 says, "For If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. And I always also will sing with the understanding. You can also sing in the Spirit. When you sing in the Spirit, you, you, you declare things unto the Lord that only the Holy Spirit can reveal through you. Who remembers what 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says that no one knows the depths of God. No one knows the deep things of God except for the Holy Spirit that reveals it to us. In other words, when I start to sing in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives me or, or magnifies the Lord through me, through words that I don't even know about. I magnify the Lord I want to encourage you, as Paul says, pray in all occasions in the Spirit. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you need to do is pray in the Spirit. Come on, right through during the day, you pray in the Spirit. When you wash yourself, you pray in the Spirit. When you eat, pray in the Spirit. When you drive in your car, pray in the Spirit. When you work in your garden, pray in the Spirit. Before you go to shop, pray in the Spirit. Before you take that gene, pray in the Spirit. Come on, before you select those shoes, pray in the Spirit. If people pray in the Holy Spirit, I, I, I want to tell you, there will be more people that will be successful. Because the Holy Spirit is the director. He directs your life completely. Now, a lot of people don't believe in tongues. You will never have it. You don't believe it, it's not yours. You, you see, the Bible says the following. A tongue is a, is a gift. It's a gift. Any gift must be received by faith and must be operated by faith. You have to understand that. So, so many people, they want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. They don't understand how this gift operates. This gift is for all. Now, let me just quickly tell you this. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives gifts as He wills. One thing that I want people to understand that the Holy Spirit cannot say no to is faith. If you ask by faith, and why does the Holy Spirit give as He wills? Because the Bible also goes on and teaches the following. It says that you have to desire the greatest gift. What is the greatest gift? People say prophecy. It's not. Some people say it's healing. It's not. The greatest gift is the gift that is needed for that hour. In other words, if nobody is sick here and I ask God for a gift of healing, it's not going to work. You need a word of God. In other words, you need the gift of prophecy. And this is why Paul says you have to stir up those gifts. How do I stir it up? You have to understand from your innermost being. It's a river of living water. So you have to stir up that well. Am I speaking to you? So what, what, I, what I always do is I always ask the Lord in a service, Lord, what do you want me to do? 
then I can hear the word prophecy. I hear it, prophecy. Then I know, okay, somebody needs a word. All right, Lord, you tell me who needs a word. And then God directs me. And then if I stand before the person, it comes. It just, it just flows from here. If, if somebody needs healing, what do I do? I stir up the gift of miracles or of healings, whatever it is. So here's the thing. When the gift of miracles operates, it will operate and the recipient must receive it by faith. If you stand there like a tombstone, nothing's going to happen for you. You have to go back to biblical times to understand how people got the healing. Somebody just needs to hear this. They were desperate for the Lord. They were not just sitting, oh, if, that, if this doesn't work, then so what? You know, I've been to so many places praying for people. Then there's a lot of people that stopped me and said, don't pray for me. The Lord gave me this sickness. So it's not God that gave you this sickness. Who's your Lord? It's Satan. God is perfect and God is just good. Is somebody listening to me? So I want you to understand this, that, f- that this, the gift of, of tongues comes through faith by you receiving the tongues. Now, the most powerful thing is it's not something that happens here. So many people want to speak it from here. I wonder if it sounds right. It's not going to sound right to you because you, to, you, you see, this is the thing, people. You can't work out God here. Tongues come from here. It's like a... Uh, uh, it just flows like a river. And it's unstoppable. And the longer you pray in tongues, the more diverse the tongues will get. Come on, the bigger it will grow. But it is so powerful that when you pray in tongues, come on, miracles are happening. Tongues are the gate to the supernatural. If you want to break open the heaven, you have to pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, the heaven will open up. Who's listening to me? Vessels, do you still think it's for today? If tongues is not for today, neither is salvation. It's the same Lord who gives us all freely to receive. Come on, shout hallelujah. I'm almost there. I want you to um, listen to the following in verse 59. This is 1 Corinthians 14. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Now here, I just shook the doctrine of people say in church, you have to be silent. You can't pray in tongues. It says do not forbid them. Let's try it one more time. Yeah, how many times in church people have been quieted? Hey, you can't pray in tongues, yeah? You have to be kept quiet. Paul says, don't do that. Do not forbid speaking in tongues. This is the reason why churches are dead. It's because there's no tongues. And tongues is the, is the access to the realm of the supernatural. Come on, to the realm of the spirit. Look, look at quickly at, at Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Look at what he says. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit how do you build yourself up when you are down when you are that day you are down how do I build myself up not by saying oh Lord it's a bad day I don't know how we're going to make it today no you pray in the Spirit when you start to pray in the Spirit what what happens you build yourself up okay I I think I've lost a lot of people I I know now exactly why God wants me to preach on this today people don't understand this when you are out, down and out, you, f- you don't feel good today. The Bible says, when I pray in the Spirit, I build up my most what? Holy faith. So when I start to pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit reminds me of Scripture. It comes to my heart. How do you think I can stand in front of a church and quote Scripture? Remembrance through the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when the Comforter will come, the Helper, He will remind you of what I said. Come on, He will guide you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is the one that, that speaks through you, prays through you. So when I'm down and out, I have decisions to make. What do I do? I've built my holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So when I pray in the Spirit, my mind don't know what I say, but that's good. Because your mind will lie to you. Your mind will tell you, you're not going to make it that day. You don't need your mind involved. You need to tap into the power source and start to pray in the Spirit. Come on. And when you pray in the Spirit, I always tell the husbands and wives, if you need to make a decision, pray in the Spirit. Before the night is over, you will have an answer. When you pray in the Spirit, think about this, things are quickening. When you pray in the flesh, or or let me rather say this, you pray in your native tongue. There's a war in the heavenlies. But something happens when you pray in the Spirit. It's direct access. It's a hotline to heaven. It's direct access to God. It's better than 5G. 
I think people have missed me on this one. You pray with your own tongue, your own native tongue. You pray in English or Afrikaans. And you feel like you're praying against the wall. It's time to confuse the devil. Come on, it's time to confuse your flesh and start to pray in the spirit. When your job says we're not paying you this month, just say no worries. What happens now? Straight access to the Lord. You don't have to fight earthly things. Why? You have power. And you generate that power from the inside. I want people to sing in the spirit like never before. People need to pray in the spirit like never before. That brings the power. Is somebody understanding this? The Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit is the giver of the gifts. But Jesus is the baptizer of the Spirit. In other words, when we pray for people today to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now baptism, I know there's a lot of new people. Baptism with the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with water. It's to do with the Spirit. Now as I say, the evidence that you have been baptized is speaking in tongues and power. A lot of people has just tongues, no power. And we're going to pray for you too. That there will be power. Fresh fire. But what you have to understand, you have to receive it from here, not from here. You have to speak it from here, not from here. It's a sound. Many times when you pray for people, they, they, it's a sound they want to get out. And what, what does the flesh say? You sound crazy. Don't say that. Don't say that. And what happens? You close the tap. Instead of saying, Rrr! and it just flows. Sometimes it sounds like one word, but let it flow. Come on, let it flow. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. You know, I don't want to get personal or, 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 or you know, make some, somebody feel bad, but it's a fact. If you serve the Lord for 10 years and you're still not baptized with the Holy Spirit, there's something wrong. Either somebody taught you wrong about being baptized with the Holy Spirit, or you just don't believe it, or you don't think it's for you, or you're shy. Any person that's shy will receive nothing. Just mark my words. Write it down what I'm telling you. I, I promise you this and go and taste it. When you start to pray in the spirit more, you will have least problems. Let me say something else. When you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit shows you things long before it happens. Sometimes, uh, you know, what I'm going to say now is going to get people un uncomfortable, but good. When I pray in the Spirit, I can get into people's minds like this. I'm, listen, when I pray in, in the Spirit, when I war in the Spirit, I'm dangerous, trust me. Because then I know, I know exactly what people are thinking, what people are sensing. Because the Holy Spirit, and, and listen, it, I know for a preacher it's something else. You know, the Lord sometimes reveals people's sins. Everybody's looking down. <laughs> But don't worry, if, even if I know your sin, I'll never stand in church and say, hey, don't worry about that. What I'm trying to get to is, when you pray in the Spirit, the Lord shows you things. He gives you warnings so that you can never be caught by surprise. So when I pray in the Spirit today, if something's going to happen in a week's time, the Lord will speak here. Then I feel something here. I don't know how to explain this to you. It's something that bugs you here. And you don't know what it is. And then you keep on praying in the Spirit. And the Lord reveals it to you. So when it happens, it does not catch you by surprise. Oh, the Lord showed me this. Oh, it's just this. That's not a problem. Amen? That's what the Spirit does. It speaks mysteries. Mysteries. What mysteries? Things that has been revealed through the Holy Spirit to you. So you don't understand it. Your mind doesn't understand it. I hope you understand what I'm saying today. Your mind doesn't understand what you say. It's good. Because if you understand what you say, you will get involved. You will try to stop God. You will try to speak God out of what He just said. But the Holy Spirit prays through you. Come on. He prays through you. Mysteries unto the Lord. So tongues is for supernatural communication. Say with me. Tongues is for supernatural communication. People, it is supernatural. If I want to speak to God, and I understand even in English, He hears me when I pray. But it's something that happens in the Spirit. Because please remember, Satan can't understand what you say. You don't know what to say, you pray in the Spirit. You don't know what to sing, sing in the Spirit. Last Sunday, I think it was last Sunday, I heard sounds coming from this church that I thought I, heard, I hear from heaven. 
It was just something else. Most people say, I didn't hear that. I, I know why. Because you don't live in that realm of the Spirit. Sometimes when you're so deep with the Lord, it's just like He opens up heaven to you. It's like you can hear the angels singing. Amen? Am I speaking to somebody? It's supernatural communication directly to the Lord. You have problems with your children, pray in the Spirit. You have problems in your marriage, pray in the Spirit. Before anything happens, God will show you. Now, people need to hear me. It's the humble that will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People that's full of themselves, not humble, you will not get it. God gives it to the humble. A lot of people don't have the gift. Do you know why? Because they're not humble. The gift will destroy them. All right, that's a sermon for another day. But the humble will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Say amen if you hear me. Paul says you have to stir up the gift on the inside of you. So the easiest way to be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit is to heal. To heal completely. Use my tongue, Lord. Make me look like a fool. Listen, I was, I was five years old. I, heard, I was in a church with my parents and I, I heard people pray in other tongues. I'll never get this. I went to, my, to our house. I said to my dad, teach me. I want to I pray like them. Teach me how to pray in tongues. He said, I can't teach you how to pray in tongues. It's a gift from God. And he says, if you pray in your room, God will give it to you. Dad got me. I will have it. It's done. See you in a bit. Close that door. I will never get this. I just said, Lord Jesus, I want that. Please, baptize me with the Holy Spirit. I can't explain to you what I felt. I just knew that my mouth is no longer mine. Words started coming out of my innermost being. At the age of five, nobody laid hands on me. Nobody prayed. I received it by faith. Why? Because I was hungry for that. And then that changed my whole life. And let me tell you why. Because now you become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. My parents will recall, I was, I think, about eight years old in a, in a big church. And I was sitting there and I, I heard a voice tell me, get up. I walk to the back of the church. Now it's not that invisible friend. It's not that naughty friend. All right, this is the truest friend of all friends. I just got up and I started walking and I heard, stop. I stopped. I stood at a, at a woman and I heard the Lord say to me, tell her that I love her. I said, Tani, Jesus loves you. And as I said, Jesus loves you, she started crying. I thought, oh my goodness. I said something wrong. I walked back to the seat, sat down. End of the service, here's this woman standing in front of my parents. I thought, oh my goodness. And then she said, I wanted to commit suicide. I said to the Lord, Lord, if somebody tells me that you love me, I will not take my own life after the service. And God used an eight-year-old boy to walk to her to tell her, Tiny, Jesus loves you. Eight years old. Why? Because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the age of eight. Now, what you need to hear me, the Lord can baptize a two-year-old. He can use a five-year-old. I said he can use an eight-year-old. He can use a 12-year-old. He can use a 14-year-old. Anybody who is yielded to the Spirit, He will use. I today understand 100% why the devil hated me from the age of, 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 since I was born. He hated me. Because let me tell you, in my mother's womb, I already fought wars. What do you mean, basically fought wars? God prepared me for what I have to face today. Am I speaking to the right crowd? Praying in the spirit. At the age of seven, Jesus appeared to me in my parents' room. I knew that I knew that I knew this is Christ Jesus standing at my dad's door, watching all over me. I had the peace that surpasses all understanding while I gazed upon that beautiful man. And, and, and I thought to myself, maybe I'm not, I wasn't afraid, not a bit, because there's peace that surpasses all understanding. I just thought to myself, maybe I'm... What happened was my dad was praying. The one night I, I was walking in the passage and I heard my dad cry. That pulled me. Parents, hear me. Pray so that your children can hear you pray. It will pull them. That pulled me to the room. And I got next to my dad and I was praying. My hands were in, in, in the, uh, or my hands was in front of my face. It was dark. I was praying. I heard a voice. Look up. I looked up. I saw him standing at the door. Listen, when I walked into that room, I couldn't see my hand. When I heard the voice, look up, it was as clear as day. I saw everything. Why? Because light and darkness does not mix. When light steps in, everything is different. I couldn't see his face. I saw his whole body. I couldn't see his face. The most goldest skull I've ever seen. You think gold is gold. You haven't seen Christ. And it, it, it just shone and I had peace. He stood like this. 
And I knew this is Jesus. I knew this is the man I would give my whole life to. I looked away. I thought to myself, maybe I'm seeing stuff. I heard the second time, look again for a few minutes more. I looked up and here he is. And what happened was so powerful. And I, I, I promise you this. From the age of five, when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, you can ask my parents. I read the Bible back and forth, back and forth. I had so many questions. I asked my dad every day, Dad, what does this mean? What is this? I took his Bibles. I was reading his Bibles. Jesus became, you know, some children have Spider-Man and Superman. Leon has Mr. Delivery. You know, when... when, when when my brother-in-law's son, when he sees Mr. Delivery, he screams, ah, oh, my hero, my hero. And so it's, so at, at the age of five, Jesus became my hero. I, I, listen, he became so personal to me from that age, at the age of five. And uh, long story short, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit at the age of five. But I was powerless. I was preaching in a church when I started off. Nothing happened, nothing. Everybody was dead. There was an old man snoring in my service. That got me. I said to the Lord, I'll never preach again. I promise you. I went home, closed the door. I said, Lord, I'll never preach again. The Lord said to me, you have all the knowledge. You lack the power. I said, Lord, give me the power. Do you know how the power came? And listen, you don't have to do what I was doing. I already paid that price. Hear me? For seven years, I separated myself from the world. I just sought the Lord. I prayed and I prayed and I sought the face of God for hours non-end. One day on my way to Durban, we, have to go, we had to go and preach in the car. I heard the Spirit of God say to me, from today, your ministry will never be the same again. I said, Lord, what do you mean? His voice disappeared. Got into the church. I was the one that was supposed to preach. The power of God hit me like a lightning from my head. I dropped to the ground right in front of the church. Hands were raised in the air. I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't speak in English. I was just speaking in tongues. Listen, I was baptized at the age of five, but now tongues is just flowing out of me. Started seeing visions of people getting healed and the dead being raised and everything that God is going to do. And do you know what the Lord said to me? He said that Jesus, Jesus had appeared in your dad's room at the age of seven. Every time he steps in to your services, my presence will take over. I said, Lord, what do I need to do? Make him real. Make him real. You see, I believe with all of my heart, I cannot be an effective witness unless I pray in the Spirit. Who understands that? Who believes that today, that all who believe can have the, the, the word, you can have the, the, the gift of tongues? Who, who, how many of you in this place says, Vessel, today I need tongues. I need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Lift your hand. Be honest. Don't be shy. Nothing to be shy about. It's like me saying I'm giving away cars. Nobody's going to say, I, 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 I. no, you're going to say, oh, I need a car. I need a car. How many of you need the power of the Holy Spirit? Lift those hands. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, when you pray in tongues, you pray mysteries. Thank you, Boston. You pray mysteries unto the Lord. He opens up doors for you which no man can shut. You see things in the realm of the Spirit. Listen to me. Things that you have been praying about for a whole year in your own tongue, in your own language, can take you 10 minutes in, the, in, in, in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit. So Paul says, pray in all occasions in the Spirit. You can't tell me you have to have the right occasion to pray in the Spirit. All occasions is the right occasion. Paul even says, pray and sing in the Spirit. When you sing in the Spirit, you sing heavenly songs. I, I can't wait to hear the worship of heaven. Can you imagine the words, the sounds that will come from the throne of God? Wayne, I can only imagine that. I can only imagine you stand in front of the presence of God. And you hear the, the, the sounds, the adoration. I, I see when I say that I got a lot of people and then I got a lot of people I missed out on. You still think about the articles and the Hunar. Forget that and hear me. This is what happens when we start to sing in, the, in tongues. Take me to that place. It's where I belong. I long to be with you. 
in Andromosia, says I I don't want just this to be a service we need a move we need a move of God we need a move of God Lord I can't just sit on the fence I need to jump into the river Lord I need to jump into the river Lord come with these people spiritually dead in this place you need to jump into the river you need to say Lord set me on fire right now I need a brand new touch from the Lord be continuously filled with the Spirit Come on, if you can pray in the Spirit, I want you to start to sing in the Spirit. Come on, start to sing in the Spirit. Sing your own song to the Lord.
Just lift the voice and sing in the spirit. Come on, sing in the spirit, sing in the spirit all across this place. Come on, I want to hear you pray in the spirit. I want to hear you sing in the spirit. But as you do, heaven will show up. Come on, you have the ability. It's in your mouth. Open your mouth. you say the spirit of God brings mysteries through you right now come on sing those mysteries to him 